Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners. The hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jace and Dedeker, how y'all doing today? Oh, I'm good. Uh, this week, I finally reached the point where I had to tackle trimming my own bangs. <laughs> good luck with that. As you can see, I'm uh, just not doing that. <laughs> no, I, I feel very accomplished. Down. I feel empowered. Oh, I feel good, good about it. Wow, that's yeah. great. Well done. Uh, now, I, honestly, Jace is the one who usually trims my bangs, and now I think I just don't need him anymore. Mine too. Mine too. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I, I encouraged wow. you, and now you don't need me anymore. Yeah, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. I love it. How are you doing, Jace? Oh, I'm got doing... your bottle of bullet <laughs> doing great. I got my extra large size bullet bourbon here, so I'm doing great. Great. Lovely. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So what did we talk about last week? We talked about... The greatest story in the Bible, David and Goliath. Oh, that's, which, that's, the, that's the greatest which, story. Okay. No, it's it's probably not. It just was a story that I definitely knew going into, or knew of at least, going into reading the Bible. But I, I was surprised. It lasted like a hot paragraph, <laughs> like really quick. It was. You know what's what's funny is, is remember like with when we talked about this at the very beginning, Emily was like, I mean, I don't know anything. I know Noah and... Noah and like that was it that was all that she could come up with of stories she knew from the bible uh well I know about Jesus and I know about David and Goliath and I know about Noah and I know about Adam and Eve but what was interesting to me was that was that with for me at least with David and Goliath like if you didn't know the story like you didn't know that he killed him with the sling all that sort of stuff I'm like then why did you know the story at all I thought like the whole point of the story was is often told as this kind of like underdog story and so it just was, it was interesting to me that, that that was not your experience with it, but you were still familiar enough to know of it, but not like have any idea what happened. In it. Well, no, I mean, I knew that he killed him, but I didn't, I don't know. It, it, it just, it tended to go very quickly for me and I didn't know how he <laughs> killed him. I didn't know any of those yeah, that small, surprised me. minute I guess I thought, details. I thought that no. was such a key detail of the story was how he how killed him. How he killed him? him? Yeah. I just knew that he did. Huh, That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it was a fun yeah. time. Yeah. And now yeah. also last week, uh, David also got married off. Oh, yeah. Cool. And then right. there were foreskins, as there and so often there, are. <laughs> and the Lord said, let there be foreskins. Actually, let there Indeed. not be foreskins, more accurately, is what the Lord said. Right. So many. Yeah. yeah David got like, married off to Saul's daughter. We want foreskins over there with them, and we want more of them in a pile right here, is kind of what he <laughs> was going for. Ugh. God. Yeah, yeah, it's his favorite thing. I wonder what Saul, why Saul is so like obsessed with the foreskin. I don't know because God is, I guess. Well, he also we were under the impression that Saul is not doing great now, right? Mentally, he's true. Upset, true. he's depressed. He knows he's ready to be replaced. All that sort of stuff. Mm. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, having definitely. those demons come. 
All right. Well, we we know that Jace is drinking. Oh, I was well, about I, to say bullet again. Yes. Yeah, you got it right. It's bullet bourbon. But okay, can bullet, I tell bullet. you about this drink that I invented this week? I'm sure many people oh. have had this drink before, but I kind of. <laughs> but you invented it. it. I discovered it somewhat accidentally, just like trying what I had, which is not a lot. I don't have a lot of options, but I picked up some a uh, couple different flavors of La Croix. You know, the flavored sparkling La water Croix. you all know about. And yes. I mixed bourbon with the mango flavored one. And it's surprisingly good. It's like my new go-to if I want to have like a mildly flavored, not very sweet mixed drink. It's like weirdly good. I, I didn't think it would be at first, but it's actually pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, there you I'm go. I'm not really into whiskey <laughs> at all. But d- well, but then you probably like- won't like it. Yeah. Adding like mango to whiskey is does that make it better? Yeah, I, don't know. Know. I like whiskey. I like easier whiskey straight, to drink. So that's you know, hmm. sounds so like something debatable. that like a tro- like a like a tropical termite would be really into. Just like <laughs> what? Wood, wood and mango together. Yeah, I exactly. see. I see. I okay. see. Okay, Hence like right. a termite on vacation. That's what you right. got to call the drink: termite on vacation. Done. Wow. That's the drink. I'm drinking a termite right. on vacation right now. Tropical Settled. termite. There you go. <laughs> what are you drinking, Dedeker? Oh, I'm having just a very small Bloody Mary. That that hard cider last time really threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah, I remember like after we I got forgot off about of, that. After we finished the episode, you were writing us being like, oh my gosh, I gotta lie down. Oh, <laughs> it, I'm having such I, a time. I turned off my recording and I walked into the living room. I didn't even say anything. Alex started laughing at me. Like, I didn't even have to say anything. I just walked into the room. He started cracking up at me. And then, yeah, oh I had gosh. to like quickly just like guzzle down a bunch of greasy food, all the greasy food I could find in the house, mm. and then like drink a bunch of water and like take a nap on the couch real quick so I could actually be ready to freaking work. He's like, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, was, did you have like half a drink? Whoa, Dedeker. Whoa. <laughs> Basically. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm not foregoing drinking today, but I just made a small, small Bloody Mary. Just, just a smidgen. One. Well, a smidge, I'm having yeah. I'm having uh, my leftover Cinco de Mayo enjoyments. Oh, nice. Um, which is another margarita. You know, it, it's really fun, like juicing limes and making your own margarita mix as mm, opposed to like buying a pre-bought one. Oh, yeah. Like I never buy the pre-bought stuff. I just like throw a touch of agave in, a, a ton of limes. And then triple sec and uh, tequila, and it's really good. I highly recommend it. So that sounds really nice, very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Our listener David in the chat uh, is saying that he can't drink alcohol because of medicine, but he has ice cream. Um, but do we have any ideas of our favorite non-alcoholic drinks for faking it in public? Ooh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you could do if you have ice cream, then just do like a float of some sort. Whatever <laughs> I don't know if fizzy we need, we drink need to incorporate. You have. The ice cream. Does that, yeah, I was going to ask, does the ice cream need to be involved? Because <laughs> that changes the question. Uh, I, I mean, don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of just minimalism. I tend to go for just like a tonic water with some lime in it. So that, that's a good word wow. for faking it in public, you know, that it looks like a drink, but it's not. Yeah. I, I also find if you get the right type of glass and put ice in it, pretty much anything you put in, it's going to look like a drink. So you're, yeah. you're good. You know? If you put if you put a straw that's too tiny to actually drink out of in any drink, mm. you're good to you're go. You're done, yeah. Like, oh, you could bring a, car- you could bring a carton like a of drink. chocolate milk and put that little tiny red bar straw in it, you're good to go. All okay. right, so what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we're continuing on in 1 Samuel with uh, books Ow. 19, <laughs> Just 20... Just my tooth. Oh, no. Jeez, Emily. 
that's, that's the other that's oh. the other hot tip there if you're trying to trick people into thinking that you're drinking is like knock your glass into your teeth and like do stupid things and then they'll think oh yeah it's definitely <laughs> alcohol in there i definitely just did that out oh i'm sorry uh, so yeah, today we are continuing on in First Samuel with 19, 20, and 21. Actually, three chapters today. So as we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. Oh, and it's me. And with that, First Samuel chapter 19. Saul spoke to Jonathan his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, but Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we know. We yeah. know. <laughs> they Jonathan. delight much in one another. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan told David, saying, "Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Now, therefore, please take care of yourself in the morning and live in a secret place." And hide yourself. In my heart. <laughs> Live in a secret I'll, garden. I'll hide you. <laughs> uh, and I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are. And I will commune with my father of you. And if I see anything, I will tell you. So he's going to like be the lookout, I guess. Cool. Wow. Cool. Okay, great. Jonathan spoke, Jonathan spoke good of David to Saul, his father. And, we can read English. <laughs> and said to him, Don't let the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his works have been very good toward you. He even didn't get mad when he threw a spear at him twice. No, okay. Uh, for he put his life in his hand and struck the Philistine, I guess, Goliath. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and Yahweh worked a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and did rejoice. <laughs> I did see you rejoicing. <laughs> it's true. You liked it. You can't deny it. <laughs> Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? So David is the innocent blood? Yes. The innocent David- baby blood. He did because he didn't do no sins, and so you can't kill him. Oh, yeah, get this. Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, as Yahweh lives, he shall not be put to death. Oh, oh all right. Well, that story great. Solved. That was okay. easy. Ten- ten- and ten- <laughs> tension is gone. Love it. Lo- love Perfect. conquers all. Happy ending. <laughs> this is great. Okay, love it. Jonathan called David, and Jonathan shown him all those things. What? What are you what talking things? about? What things? Like showed what him, he's like, show here, him? I got, I got my dad to sign a contract Must to Yahweh be, yeah. that says, as he lives and breathes, he will not kill you. Right. Yeah. Or is be. he talking about like his things? His things. His things. And Jonathan shown him all those things. You guys. Oh, those chill. things. The various chill. things that he has. Jonathan. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Jonathan <laughs> brought David to Saul and he was in his presence as before. Oh, OK. 
Okay, great. All done. There was war again, colon. Oh. Mm. And David went out and fought with the Philistines and killed them with a great slaughter. And they fled mm. before him. Dang, David is like a great fighter. Or at least he's a great really leader. good. Yeah. Yeah. He's good at beating those Philistines. Right. Is he still like 20 at this point? He's got to be uh, older if he's been married off and stuff. Well, uh, but he's, he's probably still in his 20s, though, I, I would think. Maybe okay, so he's still like still? Young, young and hot at the yeah, very least. Yeah. 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 Okay. Still, did, have we cast our adult David yet? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Who? It's uh, uh, Sebastian Stan. Oh, right, the Winter well, Soldier. we were yeah. talking okay. about Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. So we have to have someone who All looks right. like young Sebastian Stan and then find someone who looks like old Sebastian Stan. Eventually, yeah, we've got some time I'm assuming there's going to be an old David. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Okay. okay, so then an evil spirit from Yahweh was on Saul. <sighs> And he, he's just again. like grabbing yeah. onto Saul's back and just like staying there like a uh, backpack. Yeah. As he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. Oh, we know where this is going to go. Oh, boy. And David was playing with his hand. Uh, again, assuming the oh, heart. Excuse me? Assuming the heart. Oh. Wait, okay, could, hold on. All right, so. Hang on. Okay. I always so, forget about the harp. I feel like the harp just, is a euphemism. Yes. But just, okay, just setting to the side all the euphemisms and just assuming he's playing the harp, it's like he's going out to battle, being this general or leader of armies, and then still coming back to play the harp. Yeah. For That's true. Saul. He does so much. Good He's a renaissance man. He really is. Truly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wonder so- if he still has sheep responsibilities. <laughs> No, he must have. Just on the side. I think he's graduated past sheepies. Yeah, he he can hire people for the sheepies now, I think. You're right. (laughs) Okay, uh, so David was playing with his hand. Saul sought to strike David, even to the wall. Again. To the window. Okay, there you go. With the spear. But he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he struck the spear into the wall. So this is the third time. This is the third I time. wonder if this or is this the second a repeat time. Of the same story. And that's why the first story didn't make any sense. It was just like, <laughs> and this 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 is even going to happen again. This happened two times during his life. Maybe, maybe mm, that's kind of what okay, they were setting right. up here. Oh, okay, okay. But so two so or Saul's three times. Saul's kind of going now. back on his word. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Well, he just like he really wants to kill David, though. He's trying he not gets to those be, moods, or is it he gets the, evil the evil spirit that just? Yeah, you're probably right. You're yeah. probably right. Okay. So, uh, and David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. What? I thought that he, he uh, said yeah. that he wasn't. He, now he's, yeah, he's fully back on I his I don't know if that now. counts as a messenger, really. <laughs> right. That, <laughs> so, that sounds like an assassin. It's like, you You're know, right. we gotta we got to send him a message. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that kind of... That's uh, the message. Okay. His death. Like, make an example out of him. Right, right. Okay, so um, they sent messengers to kill him in the morning, and Michal, David's wife, told him, saying, if you don't save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be slain. Hmm. So... It's like the Elton John song, (laughs) Someone Saved My Life Tonight. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, well, famously, that song is about David and his wife, Michal. Michal. <laughs> yeah. Michal? Michal? I've been going with Michal. Michal. It looks like Michael to me, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Michal let David down through the window, and he went and fled and escaped. My, cool. My, I almost said Michael. Michal took exactly. the teraphim. <laughs> she took the teraphim and laid it in the bed. And put a pillow of goat's hair at the head of it and covered oh, wait, it with clothes. <laughs> wait, okay. what's a teraphim? Like and a wait a minute, so she's making she's idol. making like a fake my a fake she's David. She's making a fake David. <laughs> she's making cool. Yeah. Uh, the classic great. fake David, the classic fake guy <laughs> in the bed. It's like Ferris oh Bueller's Day Off here. It totally is. Yeah, That's and hilarious. she had a pulley system so that it would raise its arm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she had a tape recorder with snoring playing. Exactly. Right. When Saul sent messengers to take David, he, she said, he is sick. Saul sent the messengers. You can't to kill him. He's sick. <laughs> He's sick. That's the rules. <laughs> no one would kill a sick person. <laughs> Saul sent the messengers to see David saying, bring him up to me in the bed that I may kill him. Okay. Wait. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Wait, Wait. What is this? What is? What is he? What is he on? What is going on? Like, okay, he's sick. You can't kill him. And then Saul's like, okay, he's sick. Well, very gently, carry him up to me so that I can kill him in his. Why bed? can't Saul go down what? to him? What is going on? Yeah. Okay. So also, Saul's what's out what's, of his mind? What's funny here, though, is that so so Saul sent the messengers to kill him, right? They get there, and Michal says, he's sick. And then Saul sends his messengers back again, meaning that they were like, oh, oh, okay, and went back, (laughs) right? And then Saul's like, no, you get back there. (laughs) Right. And you will carry him in his bed to me so that I can kill him. Wow. Okay. Bring him up to me in the bed that I may kill him. When the messengers came in, behold, the teraphim was in the bed with the pillow of goat's hair at the head of it. Saul said to Michal, Why have you deceived me thus, and let my enemy go so that he has escaped? Oh, Michal so he, however, saw through one, that, he saw through that ruse immediately. He was like, that's not David. <laughs> right. That's like, that smells not like a goat. <laughs> yeah. David normally smells like a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so Michal answered Saul, he said to me, let me go. Why should I kill you? Michal, who's, who's speaking Who's speaking for whom? Who? Yeah. I'm going to look this up just, in the message. Yeah, thank you. I was like, we haven't done that yet, but okay. we should. Yeah, we lasted quite a while. We did. Yeah. Made it to verse 17. Okay, Saul stormed at Michal. How could you play tricks on me like this? You sided with my enemy, and now he's gotten away. Michal said, he threatened me. He said, help me out of here or I'll kill you. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So back to the World English Bible. Michal answered Saul. He said to me, let me go. Why should I kill you? Like as a threat. Okay. It was confusing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Very confusing. Okay. See, I thought at first it was like her being super badass on behalf of David, kind of being like, he asked me to let him go. Like, why should he have to kill you? Because he's so badass that, like, you know he'd take (laughs) you out. Yeah. Now David fled and escaped and came to Samuel. 
to Rama and told him all that Saul had done to him. He's like, and then he threw a spear at me again? It was he, awful. He and Samuel went and lived in Naoth. Oh. Oh, the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> it was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing as head over them, the Spirit of God came on the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. Oh, my. Meaning the spirits did? No, the messengers messengers did. did. The spirits of God came on them, and they prophesied. So Saul's, Saul's messengers are among the prophets now. Yeah, which is where that, that classic saying, aren't Paul's yes. messengers among the prophets? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. When it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they also prophesied. Swing. <laughs> Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. It's like, I'm running out of messengers now. It's not looking good for Saul. <laughs> yeah. Then went he also to Ramah and Meaning came Saul? to the- uh, Saul, yeah. And you came want to, to get the, a job done. And came to the great well that is in Siku. And he asked and said, Where are Samuel and David? I'm going to kill One, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> One said, Behold, they are at Naoth in Ramah. He went there to Naoth in Ramah. And the Spirit of God came on him also. And he went on and prophesied. Oh, Saul. I'm sorry. Like, what is God doing here? It's it, it, God is coming on them. Mm-hmm. Emily, yes. Are you? Uh, see, I'm, I'm not Are even going dirty? there. No, I'm, I'm just saying phrasing. <laughs> okay. Phrasing. Yes, you love phrasing. Okay. So, um, what was it? And then he prophesied until he came to Nioth in Rama. He. Okay. Maybe Emily was right. He also stripped off his clothes, and he also prophesied before Samuel, and lay down naked all that day and all that night. All right, this is just going from, wow, okay. What did I say? Last sentence, therefore they say, is Saul also among the prophets? (laughs) There it is. It's come back around. There it is. It's bookended. (laughs) We've made a full circle. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Saul stripped down naked. Now that's interesting. Yeah. It's just an orgy at that point. But okay. Cool. I, I, yeah. I, we'll have to look. We'll have to look into that. That. Yeah. I'm writing down Saul getting naked for our research notes for the bonus episode. Like, right. is that is that necessary? Does he need to get naked? And he's <laughs> naked for days. Right, for that's days. true. For days, he's just naked. Just okay, it's like he's a, he's a, a regular old Adam, prancing, okay, prancing, <laughs> prancing, prancing <laughs> around the garden. <laughs> okay, here's here's my here's my conspiracy theory. Here, what's actually going on at Naoth and Rama is Burning Man, or you know something like cool. it, mm, the and first that Burning it's. Man. Oh, the first burning man ever and that all the messengers come in and like get high from like contact high just from like being around at all or people passing them drugs they start prophesying i think it's code for being high out of your mind and then uh-huh. you know so all the messengers keep going and they're just like partying instead and saul's like what i have to do it myself and then he goes 
and then gets high and then it's like dude this is awesome and then he's rolling around naked for days it's burning man so (laughs) i can't say i've ever been to a burning man but i also have i'll take your word for it all right well with that we're gonna talk about one samuel 20 first samuel 20 (laughs) the first samuel the chapter of 20 cool okay David fled from Naoth in Ramah and came and said, "It's hard to say, right?" Naoth. Oh yeah, Naoth. That is Naoth. Is that it? We're gonna say that Naoth in Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, "What have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before your father that he seeks my life?" Right? Because like. Yeah, he's he's playing his harp for him all the time. He's like being a good boy, but his so he, dad hates him. Also, like apparently, David has escaped from Burning Man now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was like, "I'm not all about this life." So, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. He said to him, "Far from it." Meaning, Jonathan says this to David. I'm assuming. Mm, okay. Far yeah. from it. You shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing either great or small, but that he discloses it to me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. Oh, Jonathan, mm. you sweet, sweet boy. Like he definitely <laughs> wants to kill him. Definitely. But but Jonathan is doing yes. his best. He's doing his best. I know he is. I know, but his his best isn't good enough, Dedeker. It's not Mm. good enough. Is what I'm saying. It's rough. Yeah. David swore, moreover, and said, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he says, Don't let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as Mm. Yahweh lives, and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan. Nice. That was yes. poetic. I liked that. Yeah. But David is yeah. making the point. It's like, your dad knows that we're in cahoots. He's not going to yeah, tell you Yeah, your dad knows that we're at least, you know, we're hanging out. We're bosom yeah. companions. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a thing. Then Jonathan said to David, whatever your soul desires, I will even do it for you. <laughs> of course he does. David said to Jonathan, behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king at meat. The king at meat? M-E-A-T. What? Yeah, what? A M-E-A-T. A meal. Oh, at the meat time? At meat. I guess. You know, at meat. Like, gather, gather around J- the meat on, table no, Jace, for meat, kids. Like, Jace, <laughs> you're saying this like it's a thing. <laughs> This isn't weird to your ears? Somebody no, said it dinner, but like to the vegan, like, I don't know what that means. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like at meat. Okay. Okay. Well, so. it, Emily, actually, if it helps at all, I feel like we talked about this a while back, but that Did the we? term meat was synonymous with a meal, but also meat didn't necessarily mean meat. That like you talk oh. about like the meat of an apple or like that it was sort of a generic term for food at different points in history. So possibly here okay. it doesn't even mean meat it probably does um, but but it could it, it could be not meat okay okay so all right i should not fail to sit with the king at meat but let me go that i may hide myself in the field to the third day at even if your father miss me at all then say david earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to bethlehem as city for it's the yearly sacrifice there for all his family 
if he say, say thus, it is well, your servant shall have peace. But if he be angry, then know that evil is determined by him. Therefore, deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of Yahweh with you. But if there be in me iniquity, kill me yourself, for why should you bring me to your father? That was uh, I got a little right, lost we're gonna there. Have to, yeah, I need, to, I need a refresher on what exactly this plan is. David's going to go hide in a field. For and three then days. Jonathan's going to, for three days, Jonathan's going to, if Saul says anything about it jonathan's gonna be like oh yeah david's in bethlehem and then is that are they trying to set a trap of some kind yeah i'm confused what happens after that i kind of stopped i don't think it's after bethlehem so he's saying that he's going to bethlehem for a yearly sacrifice and then if i guess saul says that that's fine then we're good but if he says i'm angry then we're not good and so it says, therefore, right. deal kindly with your servant that you have brought your servant into a covenant of Yahweh with you. But if there be in me iniquity, kill me yourself for why should you bring me to your father? No idea what that means. Not a clue. Let me read from the message here, actually. I think this might make sense. Also, this dialogue is just wild. Okay. <clears throat> so if your father misses me, say, David asked if he could run down to Bethlehem, his hometown, for an anniversary reunion and worship with his family. If he says, An anniversary reunion? What? <laughs> you know. You know, like uh, a little 10-year thing. No probs. Yeah, yeah. It's a 10-year high school reunion. Just let him have this. Hey, um, if he says, good, then I'm safe. But... If he gets angry, you'll know for sure that he's made up his mind to kill me. Oh, stick with me in this. You've entered into a covenant of God with me, remember? If I'm in the wrong, go ahead and kill me yourself. Why bother giving me up to your father? Cool. Is David kind of threatening Jonathan? It does seem like un- unneeded. That feels like a little bit like, hey, you promised me that you would help protect me, so yeah. don't you start getting cold feet now, Johnny boy. I, Jonathan <laughs> loves him. He's not going to do anything. I know, like, hopefully. Every, like, I'm, I'm assuming. David's being super demanding and, like, vaguely threatening, and Jonathan's like, yeah, I'll do anything for you. Like, yeah, well, he like, loves what? him. I know. But, yeah, I mean, it's sad because I feel like David is kind of taking advantage of Jonathan in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess he's, this is his life that he's worried about. So, okay. All right. Jonathan said, far be it from you, for if I should know at all that evil were determined by my father to come on you, then wouldn't I tell you that? Then David said to Jonathan, <laughs> who shall tell me if perchance your father answers you roughly? Jonathan said to David, come and let us go into the field. They went out, both of them, into the field. Okay. Jonathan said, yeah, they're like, okay, come on, come on. Jonathan said to David, Yahweh, the God of Israel, be witness. When I have sounded my father about this time tomorrow or the third day. (laughs) Looks at his sundial watch. Exactly. About this time tomorrow. (laughs) Or the third day. Behold, if there be good toward David, shall I not then send to you and disclose it to you? So he's going to like yell into the sky hey god we good man we good right okay <laughs> like yeah. what okay uh uh yahweh do so to jonathan and more also should it please my father to do you evil if i don't disclose it to you and send you away that you may go in peace and yahweh be with you as he has been with my father you shall not 
Only while I, while yet I live, show me the loving kindness of Yahweh that I not die. But you shall not, you also, but also you (laughs) shall not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when Yahweh has cut off the enemies of David, everyone from the surface of the earth. That was quite a monologue. It says, so Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, Yahweh will require it at the hand of David's enemies. Jonathan cursed David, caused, not cursed, caused David to swear again (laughs) for the love that he had to him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. I bet he did. So they've done, Mm. this is like a, what's that called when you um, refresh your vows? No, when you refresh your vows, like a a renewal ceremony. Yeah, Yeah, renewing your vows. vows. Renewing your vows. That's the one. Thank you. What is this? Okay, someone said that NIV says, and Jonathan and David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's a nice romantic anniversary renewal of vows. Yeah. Love it. I mean, yeah, you know, they've uh, they've been together a long time, so I guess Although, they I don't might know. as well renew their maybe, vows. Maybe this is me being incredibly cynical, but anytime I hear that someone I know is renewing their vows, I'm like, mm, who was the one that cheated? I want to know. Wow. That's wow. literally... That- I okay. I that's me being super cynical, and I think it's based on also my line of work. Um, <laughs> okay, but all right. Well, but it's like I get it in this situation though, because it's like, well, your father tried to kill me. We need mm-hmm. to like fix stuff with us. So let's renew our vows to like really solidify yeah, like, that we're I really on the same team. Make sure. Exactly. Yeah. I really want to make sure that you still love me and that you're not going to go behind my back and like actually kill me like your father wants. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I get, I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. I, I like these two though. They're they're very sweet. Even though David they are very is a little sweet. bit shitty for not trusting Jonathan, but I guess but, I get it. Uh, to His be fair, it's to probably him. so far the most gentle, compassionate, romantic relationship we've seen in the Bible so far. I'm trying. We haven't I'm seen this between. So hard to think of an exception, but yeah, you're right. Any like men and their wives? We've never seen this. We've oh, never seen any of this yeah, level of on. like discourse no. and verbal expressions of love and commitment and things like that. No. Yeah, the only other one that comes to mind is Ruth and her mother-in-law, but that one wasn't a romantic relationship like this one. So yeah, right. Well, or at least supposedly, even with Ruth and Boaz, of... it wasn't even that romantic. Boaz no, that was just like romantic. At all. all right, I'll take her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. Was, no yeah. Yeah. And these so, guys have been through stuff together too, but still stuck together. They have a history. You know? It's great. Yeah. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed because your seat will be empty. When you have stayed Aww. three days, I know, you shall go down quickly and come to the place where you did hide yourself with the business when the business was in hand and shall remain by the stone <laughs> Ezel. Okay. When the business. It's a weird way to say that. It was. I will shoot three arrows on the side of it as I shot, as though I shot at a mark. The side of what? The stone? Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm going to shoot at it three times like I'm doing target practice. And that's your signal. That's your, okay. That's your cue. Okay. Behold, I will send the boy saying, go find the arrows. If I tell the boy, behold, the arrows are on the side of you, take them and come. For there is peace to you and no hurt as Yahweh lives. I'm trying to understand the secret code. So he says, if I tell the servant boy, boy, they're on the side of you, 
Is that yeah? <laughs> you're the one reading. Can, can we get the Can we get the other? Can we get the other the other piece of the the code? Uh, okay, uh, but if I say to the boy, say thus to the boy, behold, the arrows are beyond you. Go your way. Go your own way. For Yahweh has sent okay. you away. <laughs> As touching the matter which you and I have spoken of, behold, Yahweh is between you and me forever. Okay, so he's saying. After the, the, this is over, I'll shoot three arrows at the rock. Not not the rock, but at, at this not boulder, the at this stone, yeah. Uh, I'm going to shoot three arrows, and then when my squire, who's someone in chat, is like, is this the Vin Diesel armor bearer? <laughs> the young Vin Diesel armor bearer? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe. Um, when he goes to get the arrows, if I tell him, they're next to you, get them, that means it's all okay, you can come back. But if I say they're okay. past you... That's your signal that you got to get out of town because dad's going to kill you. So, okay, okay. David, listen to me, David. Okay, this is a matter of life and death. This is very important. My dad may kill you, may not. I need to communicate this to you. Let me give you a very convoluted code (laughs) that involves lots of different steps, lots of telephone games involving multiple people. Other people, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, great, great. Clear as mud. Yeah, okay, okay. So, okay. But then, but then no matter what, we love each other. Let's remember that. Yahweh's. <laughs> That's the important yes, part. But we yeah. love each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so David hid himself in the field. And when the new moon was come, the king sat him down to eat food. The king sat on his seat as, a, as at other times, even on the seat by the wall. And Jonathan stood up and Abner sat by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul didn't say anything that day, for he thought, something has befallen on him. He's not clean. Surely he is not clean. Who? Who? Oh, David? David. Like, it's all like, he, oh. he just didn't show up because he touched a dead bird or something, and, and now he, he has to wait till <laughs> yeah, tomorrow yeah. to be clean. Yeah. yeah. Totally. It right. happened on the next day after the new moon, which was the second day, that David's place was empty. And Saul said to Jonathan, his son, why doesn't the son of Jesse come to meet? Neither yesterday nor today. Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, please let me go, for our family has a sacrifice in the city. And my brother, he has commanded me to be there. And now Mm. I have found favor in your eyes. Let me get away. I pray you and see my brothers. Therefore, he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. Mm. And he said to him, Yep. You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, didn't I know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? Okay, Whoa. that's a lot. There's a lot wow. in that verse. There's a lot in Whoa. that verse. Okay. Whoa. Um, so the, you're going to message that, right? The 30. message says Saul exploded in anger at Jonathan. You son of a slut. Don't Whoa. you don't you think I know that you're in cahoots with the son of Jesse, disgracing both you and your mother? Oof. Wow. Oh yeah. Jeez. This is you and your mother, is, but this is your mother's nakedness. Well, okay. hang on. Right. It is ironic that in the same breath, basically, he insults Jonathan's mother, but then is also like, You're disgracing your mother. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and then he's still he's still talking, I think, here. 
Yeah, for as long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, earth, you shall not be established, nor your kingdom. Therefore now send and bring him to me, for he shall surely die. Damn. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. he's like kicking Jonathan out of the kingdom then, being like, you bring him to me, or like you... I'm disowning you. You're out. Yeah. So, so, okay. Okay. I just want to like pause momentarily and talk about the fact that I, I, for a while was like, Saul's fine. Like he's not like a problem. Like he's whatever. And he's yeah. not apparently. Now, so he's a bad, Kylo bad Ren man. Is coming out. The Kylo Ren You're is right. coming out. Yeah. It's all Kylo Ren. No Ben Kenobi. Yikes. Okay. Okay. Adam driver's freaking. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, why should he be put to death? What has he done? Saul cast a spear at him to strike him. It's his favorite (gasps) move. (laughs) Jeez, whereby Jonathan knew that it was determined of his father to put David to death. I also and also himself. I'm just um, I'm just imagining. Does Saul have spears in literally every room of his house? He does. They're just like next to him at a moment's notice. Just ka-chow. Yeah, it must I guess be. so. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's his yikes. weapon of choice. So he's always got one around. Yeah. Wow. So Jonathan arose from the table, table in fierce anger, and ate no food the second day of the month, <laughs> for he was grieved for David because his father had done him shame. Mm-hmm. It happened in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David and a little boy with him. Oh, I guess like. The, the boy okay. who's going to talk to him about the shooting, the, the arrows and stuff. Oh, yeah. The cool. servant servant boy. Okay. Got it. He said to his boy, run. Find now the arrows which I shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy was come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the boy and said, isn't the arrow beyond you? That's the signal. Mm, that's the, that's signal, the signal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Jonathan cried after the boy, go fast, hurry, don't delay. Jonathan's boy gathered up arrows and came to his master. But the boy didn't know anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. (laughs) That was, I think, the intention of this secret plan. Like, Yeah. Jonathan gave his weapons to his boy and said to him, go, carry them to the city. As soon as the boy was gone... David and Jonathan made out. No. David (laughs) arose out of a place toward the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times. And they kissed one another and wept (laughs) with one another until David exceeded. You called it. So. So they made out. Wow. There's one more. There's one more. Yeah. Jonathan said to David, go in peace, because we have sworn both of us in the name of Yahweh, saying, Yahweh shall be between me and you, between my seed and your seed. Whoa, forever. He (laughs) arose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. That was sexual. Wow. Can I read you the message version of it? It's actually kind of beautiful. I kind of love this. Let's hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the the whole scene. So... So he did the thing, and and uh, the boy, of course, knew nothing of what was going on. Only no. Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan gave his quiver and bow to the boy and sent him back to town. After the servant was gone, David got up from his hiding place beside the boulder and fell on his face to the ground, 
three times prostrating himself. Then they kissed one another and wept, friend over friend, David weeping especially hard. Oh, Jonathan! I know, right? Jonathan said, go in peace. The two of us have vowed friendship in in God's name, saying, God will be the bond between me and you, between my children and your children forever. Oh, it's just like, it's very touching little. Yeah, like they have to be separated. And that's that's sad. Yeah, that is sad. sad. But they made out. So, yay. All right. We ready for this last? Yes. This was a little bit of a shoddy. So uh, (laughs) here we go. Okay. Enjoy. Uh, Yeah. First Samuel 21. Then came David to Nob, to Ahimelech, the priest, and Ahimelech came to meet David trembling and said to him, why are you alone and no man with you? (laughs) David's like, I don't need no one. I heard you had a boyfriend. (laughs) What are you doing here by yourself? (laughs) David said to Ahimelech, the priest, the king has commanded me a business. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. David's really bad at lying. It's like the king <laughs> commanded me a business. <laughs> he did. He wants me to do something. Yikes. The king has commanded me a business and has said to me, let no man know anything of the business about which I send you and what I have commanded you. And I have appointed the young men to such and such a place. <laughs> David is to such and such a place. <laughs> He's a really bad liar. <laughs> Does this actually say such and such a place? It literally says such and such a place. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, now, uh, therefore, what is under your hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand or whatever is there. Uh, there is present. <laughs> Do you have five loaves of bread on you? Yeah, whatever you got. David's we're good, really we're good, we're scrambling good. here. He's really trying to just like do the art of distraction, you know. <laughs> right. It's Okay. Keep keep reading, and then I want to read the message version okay. of this. <laughs> All right. Uh, the priest answered David and said, There is no common bread under my hand, but there is holy bread, if mm. only the young men have kept themselves from women. And he's like, I've only been with men, so we're good. <laughs> so we're good. Yeah, no problem. Are you going to read the message? Uh, yeah, so... Um, this is this is David trying to lie. The king sent me on a mission and gave strict orders. This is uh, top secret. Not a word of this to a soul. I've arranged to meet up with my men in, in a certain place. Now, uh, what's here to eat? Do you have five loaves of bread? <laughs> That's so specific. Exactly five. <laughs> Give me whatever you can scrounge up. I don't have any regular bread on hand, said the priest. I only have holy bread. If your men have not slept with women recently, it's yours. David said, I'm going to go ahead a little bit. David said, none of us has touched a woman. (laughs) Anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, this is the version in the World English Bible. David answered the priest and said to him, of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days. When I came out, the vessels of the young men were holy, though it was but a common journey. How much more than today shall their vessels be holy? Uh, is the message, can the message uh, clarify that anymore about vessels yeah. being holy? I also realized I stopped right before it got good. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like it'd be good. Please, please. 
So David said in response to, if none of your men have slept with women recently, it's yours. David said, none of us has touched a woman. I always do it this way when I'm on a mission. My men abstain from sex. Even, even when it's an ordinary mission, we do that. <laughs> How much more on this holy mission? <laughs> he's like, what? He's like really reaching, trying to get this oh out. Oh my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is pure comedy. Okay. Um, yeah. Comedy so cool. farcical, yeah. <laughs> so the priest gave him holy bread, for there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken from before Yahweh. To put the showbread, the showbread. <laughs> well, we we've encountered the showbread before. This showed up like in the Torah, like in Exodus and Leviticus. There was the showbread, was the bread that's I don't laid out the showbread. on the okay. altar. That's the showbread. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's the um, best looking bread for show. <laughs> uh, okay, so for there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken from before Yahweh to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. <laughs> God. <laughs> This translation that makes of the a Bible. load of sense. Good lord! Sense. <laughs> you know what? The message doesn't make any more sense. That's what's weird. So, so the priest gave them the holy bread. It was the only bread he had. Bread of the presence that had been removed from God's presence and replaced by fresh bread at the same time. So, uh, I nope. I think not this had idea. been the previous day's show bread that they like Indiana Jones style swap it out real Swapped quick on the altar quick. each okay. day. All right. All right, okay. I guess. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, like, it's like day. It's day old bread. It's, it's like that bread donuts, that they. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They sell it, okay, you know, okay. at a discounted price. Yeah. So right, he's like, right. "Yeah, whatever, man. You can take this. I don't care." Now we're gonna throw it out. A certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained <gasps> before Yahweh, no. and his name was Doeg the Edomite. This is D O D. It could be Doge. It's D-O-E-G. Doge. 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 I like Doge. Doge the Edomite. <laughs> okay, this he's going to be Doge. played by Sweet. Ashiba. By Ashiba, yes. By uh, yeah. Doge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name was Doge the Edomite, the best of the herdsmen who belonged to Saul. He was a herdsman also. He was a herding dog. Perfect. Yeah. He's Perfect. He's like, oh, Shiba. I saw you at the, the shepherd conference uh, last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> David said to Ahimelech, isn't there here under your hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. The priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, behold, it is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you will take that, take it, for there is no other except that here. David said, Wait, why is none it there? I, I don't know. It just happened to end up there, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's like a, a relic of some sort or yeah. like a victory trophy that yeah. they put there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, David huh. said, there is none like that. Give it me. David arose. <laughs> ain't, Give it ain't me. Ain't no sword like that. <laughs> Give it me. <laughs> Get me and your five days of day or your five loaves of day old showbread and we'll be good. Right. David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. The servants yeah. of Achish said to him, isn't this David, the king of the land? Didn't they sing one to another about him in dances saying Saul has slain his thousands, David his ten thousands? I remember that, that song. Yeah. No David- wonder Saul wants to kill this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yikes. That song was so catchy. People are still singing it. David laid up these words in his heart and was very afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. Okay, so David's like, oh, shoot, they know who I am here. I can't be anonymous You're a celebrity, dude. Like, what are you? Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. Only so much he can do. He's he like, changed. Yeah. I'll just blend in. <laughs> oh, uh, well, actually, he's kind of taking the, the opposite approach, Emily. Um, he changed oh. his... He changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down on his beard. He played Scrabble? No, Spittle. (laughs) Spittle. He played Scrabble on the doors. He played Scrabble on the doors, which is a weird thing (laughs) to do. Oh, he scrabbled on the doors. And And he was drooling on his beard and like frothing Uh, at the mouth. Frothing at the the mouth, yes. Okay. Then said Achish to his servants, Look, you see the man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Uh, that's, uh, that's the end of the chapter. I like, do I lack madmen? <laughs> do <laughs> I not have good. enough madmen already that you <laughs> need to bring mad. I don't need more of you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Was exciting. That's all we got for today. Wow, that was an exciting. This whole this wow. whole situation's been touching. It's it's been, been exciting. It's yeah, all it's been around. Very cinematic. Very cinematic. I've been into it. Definitely. Definitely. We've had what? a chance for a touching love story. We've had <laughs> David being a horrible liar. Yeah, I'm, David's real bad. David's and, deciding, and his choice is like, okay, I got to choose. I got to pretend like I'm crazy. That's what's going to get me out of this. Yeah. So I, I just. There. <laughs> I have to ask, like, does it escalate? Because, okay, I feel like Judges was super action packed, but I feel like this is super action packed. And is it just going to continue escalating up? Like into... you mean in the whole Bible, or you just yeah. mean in First Samuel? Uh, in the whole Bible, is it just going to keep like getting more and more fun until no. we reach Job? <laughs> definitely okay, not. No, no it's definitely there's... not going to keep getting more and more fun. No. Dang. So yeah. we should revel in it while we have the chance. Is what exactly. you're saying? Exactly. That's the lesson. Okay. It's a, it's about impermanence. That the Bible being fun <laughs> only lasts so long. There's going to be boring stuff later. Emily, what do you okay. think is going to happen? What's going to happen from here with David's story? Uh, this he, I don't think that he's going to last long in this place that he's currently in because he's acting like a madman. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. going to have to go to another place and like have more adventures. And then eventually he's going to become king and we're going to be good. <laughs> Sweet. Why is this book called Samuel? <laughs> it should be called David. It's, it's just that it all takes place during Samuel being the head priest guy, I think. Okay. Supposedly okay. being the one writing this stuff down and chronicling this stuff. Right. Okay. Right. Cool. <laughs> well, but I'm really, looking forward I think to it. Yeah, I think I think David's kind of the hero of the Samuel books, though. Totally. So you know, totally. It's it, it's like why is Game of Thrones called A Song of Ice and Fire, right? Titles. Because of Daenerys right? and what's his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Look, that one's obvious. What are you talking about? Clearly, 
Alrighty. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens next time. So we wanted to promote drunkbiblestudy.com slash live if you want to get a hold of us on these live episodes, which we know that you do. It's a fun time. We want more of you to come to these. We really enjoy like seeing what y'all have to say in the chat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a blast. So come join us, drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. So thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a minute to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group, and then find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. you know